The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. I'm dropping the ball. I'm the Philadelphia Eagles wide, res- wide receiver. Again. That makes sense. You get the point. I haven't been doing the, the intro for Johnny Mac, and tonight, for whatever weird reason, it dawned on me. So here we go. John McMullen gets an official introduction like he deserves. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, PhillyVoice.com, Sports Illustrated at SI.com. A lot to get to as we inch closer now to an Eagles game day. Did not have the benefit of that last week, so it's uh, it feels good. It feels right. John, how are you tonight, sir? Doing well, and hopefully we have an Eagles game day. You know, right. COVID nineteen popping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. up yet again. Uh, so, so, what's the latest? Hopefully. John, what's the latest with uh, COVID nineteen surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I hear some rumors. <laughs> yeah, an Eagles uh, assistant coach tested uh, positive today. The team is in the intensive protocol which kind of makes me chuckle, uh, but that's what they call it. And, you know, we've seen this around the league pretty consistently over the past couple weeks, and uh, we mentioned it with the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night. Uh, last week it, it, it really affected them in a bad way. On the other hand, there's other teams that 
have been going through this, Detroit with Matthew Stafford. Uh, the timing was such that you could uh, play players in the game and the Eagles expect uh, to move forward and be able to play. But it's interesting because it does affect preparation and league doesn't seem to care. So uh, I think that's where we're at, to be honest. Uh, as long as you can get the games in, that's, that's the way the league is going to progress. So it doesn't really matter is essentially <laughs> what you're saying. Um, and, and we talked a lot about this um, last week and, you know, just, I mean, all the time, this is all we're talking about for obvious reasons. But what, what do you think it would take for an NFL game to get canceled now as we enter week 10 or rescheduled? Well, I, I think the only thing that would happen to cancel a game is if you can't feel the team because so many people are in the protocol and that, uh, that hasn't happened yet, uh, and hopefully it doesn't, obviously, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, and I, I think the positive part, and this goes far beyond uh, the NFL, but every sport that has come back, uh, there hasn't been, um, to my knowledge at least, and uh, I certainly, certainly not in the major sports, uh, there hasn't been any on-field transmission uh, of COVID-19 to date. Uh, so I think that's the biggest positive. But, yeah, I mean, this, you know, the Eagles have to go through this whole process and all the meetings are going to be virtual and all that kind of stuff. As of now, they're going to have practice. We'll, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, everything moves so fluidly uh, in this environment. But, as we said, uh, I mean, certain players and uh, with Marcus Epps, with the Eagles, obviously a, not a big-name player. He was the one player that tested positive um, right now. Uh, that's how the league has been handling it. You know, certain guys can't practice all week and then play in the game. So I, I don't think that's the best way to go about this, but I don't get a vote. If only you did. I wish you did, John. Um, so another day, and I saw that was assistant coach day for the Zoom uh, virtual meetings for the media, and you tweeted this out, and it made me laugh. So here we go. Quote of the day goes to Press Taylor on Carson Wentz and the turnovers. We're never going to take the stinger out of him, but he understands the ball security is priority. Yeah, I don't know if he does. <laughs> but it's pretty clear. I, I did like the way the press phrased that. Uh, it's pretty clear. Um, well, I don't think the Eagles want to take the stinger uh, out of Carson Wentz, but I don't think they could even if they wanted to. I mean, this is a guy, and I talked about it right after the Dallas game. I, I asked the first question after that game, and I asked him about the turnovers, and I asked him uh, about his aggressive mindset, his willingness to um, always go for the big play and, and, and things of that nature, and he said it right in the heat of the moment. He's not going to change. He's not going to change. Uh, and, I, again, there's a lot of good in that, uh, and I think you have to – sort of weigh that and decide if the good is better than the bad. To date, 
It certainly has been, but this year has been worse than most, and I think we're at the point. And, it, you know, it's interesting, Ryan, because you've seen probably around different media outlets it, through this bye week, just about everybody in the country is chiming in on Carson Wentz. It's just bizarre. And now we got Brett Favre bringing up Nick Foles again, and, you know, Brian Billick's talking about it, Jaws, everybody, Barrett Brooks, our, our good friend on the middle. Um, everybody's talking about Carson Wentz and what's wrong and what he's got to do. And what's wrong is the, the supporting cast. It's the same guy. It's the same guy yesterday. It's the same guy today. And it's going to be the same guy tomorrow. So he's going to play better with a better supporting cast. And then as it, as it goes in a negative direction, it has been a negative direction in the first half of the season, all the things he, do, he does are going to get exposed more. And that's what has happened in the first half of the season. I think it's pretty simple, to be honest. Um, he's, he's going to try to extend the play, cheap plug, uh, he's going to try to make big plays. Uh, he's going to be aggressive uh, at all times, and it's not going to change. So what has to change? Receivers got to run better routes. Talked about that a lot. Um, offensive lines got to calm down. Maybe that's happening. Isaac Sayamala is going to be back soon. Might be this week. Certainly by. Uh, the Cleveland game, I would say. Lane Johnson might be back uh, on Sunday. Um, and Miles Sanders will be back. So that's what's got to get better. That's supporting cast. Because the guy playing quarterback, he's not changing. Yeah, and I'm a little bit torn and frustrated with how both he and even Press Taylor now and, and Doug Peterson, everyone has gone about how they've responded to, you know, these questions. And, like, from my standpoint, I, I don't want you to change. I'm not implying that you need to change. You just need to change turning the ball over so much. I love that you're aggressive and you're a risk taker. One of my all-time favorite players is Brett Favre because of that reason. But you got to look better more than you do crappy. Um, so, like, I get your point. Drew Brees last night, Michael Thomas is back, and uh, – Guess what? Not last night, Sunday night, but Drew Brees looked a hell of a lot better. Oh, I wonder why that was. Uh, well, yeah, Michael Thomas makes that much of an impact on the offense. But I guess my long ramble is we don't want you to change per se, but you need to be better <laughs> regardless yeah, of who's no, around you. I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, and, and that's, the point where I, I agree that Carson should have a better understanding uh, than that when things are breaking down around him, he's got to scale back. Uh, I don't disagree with that uh, sentiment. M my point is he disagrees with it, <laughs> and he's the one with the football in his hands. So I'm at the point where I kind of realize that. Yeah. So I got to focus on 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 everybody else, and like I said, especially the young receivers. Um, 
Jalen Rager, John Hightower, if they're going to be out there, they got to be in the right spots. You know, another guy who always chimes in is Dan Orlovsky, who played quarterback in this league and loves Carson Wentz. And uh, he made that that um, a comment that, that stuck with me. You cannot fool the quarterback if you're a receiver. You cannot fool the quarterback. And what that means if you're running a certain route, you got to run that route, and you got to be where you're supposed to be. And if you're even a yard off, if you're even uh, drifting away from the football like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside likes to do, all of a sudden a good play turns into a negative play and, and maybe even a turnover. And I, I, I can't stress this enough. The young players on this team, particularly Rager, Hightower, and, by the way, Miles Sanders, when he's in there, are never in the right spot when they're running routes. Never. <laughs> and that makes the quarterback look bad. they got to get better. Yeah. No, it's it's 100% true. And let's see what the bye week has done for this team as they now prepare for another NFC East battle, I guess you can say, uh, before they have an interesting stretch of games. John, how important is this game Sunday against the Giants? I know it's very important, but you know, talk about the feel that you have within the team and how important they feel the game is and what a win can do to catapult them potentially on some type of run uh, as we gear up for the second half. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because I think everyone looks at the Giants as a, a bad football team, and rightfully so. Uh, but they are improving. Um, I, I do think they're finally uh, headed in the right direction. Uh, I think they're in, they've improved dramatically on the defensive side of football, especially up front. Um, and, and we'll see. I, I think they made the right decision. It's, it's still very early, uh, but after getting it wrong uh, twice, I think they made the right decision with the coach. Uh, the, the the players seem to be buying in. So all that is, is the positive uh, for the New York Giants. The negative is, obviously, they're not close to having enough talent to be consistent uh, to win. But I think, you know, the Eagles have dominated the Giants in recent history, and a lot of that goes to the waning years of Eli Manning. Um, and and they, they have just owned that team. Uh, and they did it again a couple weeks ago, but, I mean, it was 22-21, and you needed virtually a miracle play from Carson Wentz and Boston Scott to win that football game. And even that, you wouldn't have had the opportunity if Evan Ingram just makes a, a catch. It would have been over. That's how close the Giants were to winning that game. So I, I think the Giants have confidence a little bit coming off a win uh, over Washington, uh, a little bit more confidence, and and the fact that they kind of think they outplay the Eagles, which I can't necessarily disagree with. Now, the difference from the Eagles' standpoint and why the Eagles feel good is they're getting healthier and they're getting good players back, and some have already been out there. Um, the Dallas Goddards and, and everybody uh, and Jason Peters coming off IR, and 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 
players like that. And now, as we mentioned, Miles is going to be back. Alshon Jeffrey um, should be back. Uh, we'll see if something happens in practice again this week. Uh, Lane Johnson should be back. And then Isaac Samalo should be right around the corner. So this team gets healthier and healthier, and I think they think, you know, they have clearly the most talent in this division, which I, I don't think you can disagree with, at least with Dak Prescott not, not playing in Dallas. Yeah, and we talked about that towards the end of the conversation last night, that being Alshon Jeffrey, Miles Sanders, and who could be returning for Sunday's matchup against New York. What's going to happen with Alshon Jeffrey here? That's the the age-old question. What type of role is he going to have, whether it be this week or at any point in the season, John? I know we've said, no, Travis Fulgham cannot get less reps, but how is he going to potentially fit moving forward? Well, it, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, at, at this stage of his career, we and, and we don't know uh, – what Alshon is going to be coming off a, a pretty significant injury for a receiver uh, in a, a Liz Frank surgery. So first we have to see if there's any explosion. I mean, he wasn't the fastest guy in the world to begin with. So if he loses another step, he, he might not be effective, and that kind of makes the decision for you. Uh, if he is what he once was, and can turn into that type of player, uh, he'll certainly help this team. Because I said, other than Travis Fogel, um, the receivers on this team have been poor. And there's no other way to say it. It's just like last year, maybe even a little bit worse, to be honest. Uh, that's how poor everyone else has played. So I do think, you know, one thing, if you go back to the Pittsburgh-San Francisco games, when Travis uh, started to break out, uh, he did. The Eagles did move him around a bit, which was uh, a bit of a surprise because typically with young players and new players, uh, they start him out slowly at receiver one position. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, they've ramped him up pretty quickly. Uh, Aaron Moorhead, the receivers coach, said had to do. He's been in a West Coast offense before. He's smart. Uh, he's been able to, to digest the offense. So he can move. He can move around a little bit. And, uh, you know, Alshon's just going to play the X position. That's all he can do. That's all he's ever been. Um, but if he's effective, I think you put him there and you move Travis, uh, whether it's Z, whether it's some slot. And then you got to take snaps away from Rager and, uh, Greg Ward, and, and certainly uh, Hightower. Um, but that remains to be seen uh, uh, for what all Sean Jeffrey is. But one thing you can't do, and I've said this consistently, you cannot take Travis Fulgham off the field. Can't. Can't do it. No, absolutely not. He, he's clearly um, proven his worth. John McMullen Hosts of Extending the Play every Saturday morning right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Follow him on Twitter at jfmcmullenphillyvoice.com and si.com. All right, let's move over to the tight end position before we talk a little bit more about Miles Sanders. 
Zach Ertz, and I know it was his birthday today. And Zach, I'm sure you're listening. Happy birthday, buddy! Um, what what's he going to bring to this offense uh, potentially moving forward for this second half? He's been up and down, unknown, unhappy, happy. Uh, so what's what's his second half of football going to look like here? Well, I, I think uh, I think he's going to have a good second half, and he's another guy who's right around the corner. And, and I've been told he could essentially play this week, but he's got to sit out one more week from the injured reserve rules. So he should be back in Cleveland. Um, and, and, again, that, that will help uh, another uh, good player. I, I think taking a step back, look, we've talked about it a lot. There's no question Zach is upset about, uh, what went on uh, with his contract and how the Eagles handled it. And that affected his play in the first half. I don't think there's any question about it. I think taking this time away, uh, he probably realizes, look, whether it's in Philadelphia in 2021 or somewhere else, uh, he's got to play better. He's got to prove he's still Zach Ertz uh, to get the contract that he wants. Um Again, whether that's more likely in another city, but nonetheless, and I think at some point that 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 switch is going to flip for him, uh, and he's going to start playing like Zach Ertz. And I think that's one of the things the Eagles are kind of counting on. Again, uh, is these veteran players who produced in the past um, turning it on a little bit down the stretch, and Zach Ertz is in that category. Miles Sanders, uh, some unrealistic expectations, I think, from fans, uh, something that you and I have talked about before the season went went underway here, and now we're at the halfway point, and he's expected to return this Sunday. What can we expect from Miles, both this Sunday, how it impacts the offense, and the rest of the way? Yeah, I warned a lot of people. I know you've heard me warn. They were <laughs> skipping steps with Miles Sanders. Yeah, to get a, an example, I, I used to get yelled at on Twitter for saying Dalvin Cook was better than Miles Sanders. I think everyone kind of realizes <laughs> I got that one right. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's, again, that's not an insult uh, on, on Miles Sanders because Miles is, is a very good running back. He's got an opportunity to be a, a great running back. I don't think he'll ever reach that height, but. Um, He's done a good job running the football when he's been out there. He's had some injury issues, obviously, with the knee. And, you know, remember, he missed uh, the first game with a hamstring. So, uh, first, he's got to stay healthy. Um, and, and then it, it's the other parts. It's not it's not running the football. Uh, although, you know, as most young running backs, he's got, you know, room to improve there as far as being – probably a little bit more patient uh, and and instead of trying to hit the home run a little bit too much. But, you know, that's nitpicking. Uh, he's averaging over six yards a carry. So that part of it's good. Uh, the bad part, as I mentioned, is as a receiver, he's taking a – if anything, he's taking a big step back uh, this year as a receiver and also on, on pass protection. Um he really showed an acumen for it uh, as a rookie and pass protection, uh, and he's still willing to stick his his nose in there, which is half the battle when you're trying to pick up the blitz. Uh, but he just hasn't been as effective 
uh, this year as he was in his rookie season, and it should be going the other way. So, um, and maybe it's just the health. Maybe that's part of it. Uh, and as he gets healthier, uh, and he should be back at close to 100%, uh, maybe those parts of this game start picking up. But there's no question from the Eagles' perspective the biggest concern is if you're going to be an outlet receiver, you got to be in the right spot. you got to be in the right spot. Let's pretend everything goes worst-case scenario the rest of the way. Who's under more pressure? Whose seat is hotter? Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson? Like, if things really fall apart here uh, from now to the end of the year and injuries aren't a legitimate factor towards that. I mean, they are, but you get my hypothetical. Who's in more trouble for the near future and immediate future? Is it Carson or is it Doug? Uh, It's a good question. I I would say in a vacuum it would be Carson. I think you've already seen uh, a large, I wouldn't say uh, uh, most people, but there's a significant uh, minority that has sort of turned at least a little bit uh, on him as a player uh, and is starting to already uh, look ahead. Um, <laughs> I heard another radio show jump forward talking about Jalen Hurts taking over, which I think it's way too early for that. <laughs> uh, I don't think the Eagles are there. Now, the only difference is, I, you know, at, at some point, and I've expected this and I've written about it and I've talked about it, since Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl. Traditionally, coaches who win Super Bowls tend to try to seize more power. Uh, And he has never done that. And it's weird, it's strange, it's rare. Um, And at some point, one thing is going to happen or the other thing. And what I'm talking about is if you continue to play poorly, Uh, Howie Roseman, as the personnel guy, is going to try to blame the coach, and the coach is going to try to blame the personnel guy. So uh, we haven't hit that point, uh, but that's generally what happens in this league. And if that does happen, I don't like Doug's chances because of how close Jeffrey Lurie is with Howie Roseman. He already made the mistake once, at least in his eyes. He's not going to make the mistake again. And, and pick someone over Howie Roseman. So that could throw a curveball into everything. Uh, if Doug decides to go down that road and start, you know, chirping about personnel, uh, which, to be honest, he probably should, but probably not going to work out well for him. All right, one final question before we let you go, John. Uh, gearing up here for the second half of football, well, we're entering week 10, but, uh, you know, for the Eagles here at least. Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, um, they they seem like the favorite and, you know, both in the sports books and just on the expert side of thing and even from the casual fan side of things. If Andy Reid ends up winning again this year and even gets, you know, let's just say two more Super Bowl rings, whether it's this year or not, and then another one in the next few years, I mean, are we ever going to look at at that decision to let him go, it's easy with hindsight and say, man, maybe 
maybe we made a mistake. And obviously he has a generational quarterback in Kansas City now with Mahomes. But uh, it's just an interesting topic that will always be discussed. No, they made a mistake. There's no question they made a mistake. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, uh, But as I've said, you know, everybody has a shelf life. And if you stick around in one spot long enough, sports are cyclical. And you are going to have years uh, where you just don't have talent. Um, And when that happens, when you're deep into a tenure, uh, as Andy was here, um, it can get ugly. And you have to have a very strong uh, front office to fight through it. Pittsburgh did it with Bill Cowher, ultimately came out the back end with the Super Bowl. Um, but they're, I mean, the Steelers have had three coaches and you know since 1968. So they understand uh, what continuity is and what it means in this league. Bottom line is Andy Reid is going to end up, when it's all said and done, as the top ten coach in NFL history. He probably is going to win uh, at least another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. You never know how things shake out with health and all that, but uh, you see how dynamic they are. Um, So, yeah, the Eagles probably should have fought through it, and they knew what Andy was, and they know better than anybody. Yeah. Uh, what Andy was as a coach. They still, their entire template of their organization uh, is based on what Andy Reid brought here and did. And obviously Doug Peterson uh, mentored under Andy Reid. Everything they do is based on Andy Reid's philosophy. Um, and they understand what a huge mistake they made shifting, uh, trying to be innovative, trying to be too cute buying the snake oil of Chip Kelly. They understand they made a mistake, but now they don't have the original. They have the facsimile, which, by the way, is pretty good, but it's not It's not the original. Certainly not the original. Um, the original is always the best version. But uh, nonetheless, the new version did find a way to bring the city uh, a Super Bowl. So, all right, there he is, Johnny Mack. Follow him on Twitter, JF McMullen, extending the play every Saturday, 10 a.m., to 11 a.m. All right, John, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, Ryan. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting, and John and I have talked a lot about that Andy Reid dynamic in the past. All right, one hour down. Josh Perry to talk Masters on the other side. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 